Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. I'm Sebastian Zupanek from Armadura Metal Roof, and there's a little magic in every roof. I was, oh, about eight when I made the sign. My mom probably still has it somewhere, fashioned out of a shoebox lid and a painting stir stick. It was the first thing I ever built all by myself. Showed it to my dad. He smiled, pulled out his old ladder, climbed up and stuck that sign into the thick snow on top of the roof. There it sat, proudly stating for the whole neighborhood to see. Reindeer parking only. I thought I was so clever. Christmas morning, the sign had fallen down. Or maybe it got knocked down by something. I'll never know. But just to be safe, we certify every Armadura roof to be impervious to damage from jingle bells, gingerbread crumbs, and hastily parked sleighs. It's in our warranty because every Armadura metal roof is made from steel, hard work, and just a touch of magic. Happy holidays from our family to yours, and to all, a good night. Armadura.ca. Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast. Dave Young here alongside Stephen Semple. And as we do, Stephen, you just, like before we hit the record button, whispered in my ear the topic of today's podcast. And I always think back to my first interaction with a company. And the one we're talking about today is Instagram. That is correct. Through my adulthood, I've, I've been sort of an early... I'm early in, and then I sort of give up on stuff. I was in Twitter early enough to have at Dave Young. <laughs> right? No no number, nothing else, right? There's a million Dave Youngs, but I'm at Dave Young. I, and I get, all these, I get all these direct messages for more famous Dave Youngs. But Instagram was one that was tricky to figure out early on, right? If you weren't aware of it. Like, I remember my first time I'm on it, and... It, it was almost a like like Instagram's a little voyeuristic, right? More so than other social media sites. And and I learned early on if you double tapped a picture, you liked it, and then you're like, oh shit, I liked it. How do I now now I've <laughs> like I've raised the flag that I'm creeping on somebody. <laughs> I mean, it was a weird thing, and now it's just like, oh, everybody wants the likes, but yeah, Instagram. I, I'm I'm trying to even remember when they started and. Because you have to go back to before Facebook owned them. Yeah, they were founded in 2010. But before we get into the story, there's just one thing you shared that I'm having a hard time believing. There's more famous Dave Youngs than you? Oh, gosh. Uh, Dave Youngs are... We're, we're, we're dime a dozen. <laughs> I, uh, I don't even get recognized when I go to the Dave Young conferences every year. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the story of Instagram... So Instagram was founded by Mike Krieger and Kevin Steistrom in 2010. And it okay. went on to be one of the fastest growing apps of all time. So when it got going, it was a powerhouse. Oh, and, yeah. on, and in the early days, it was just an app, right? You could only early, do it on your phone. Yes. And on April 9th, 2012, basically two years after launch, Facebook comes along and buys it for a billion dollars. A billion, B. a billion, a thousand millions, two years after launch. So let's face it, that there is an empire. 
Mm-hmm. And the idea starts back in 2009. And Kevin is just out of Stanford. He attended Stanford and he's coding at night and he's working for a travel startup during the day. And Mike is in this area as well. And Kevin builds an app. The first app he builds is called Bourbon. And it's a check-in app where you can tell your friends where you are. I'm at this coffee shop. I'm at the Dave Young conference. Oh, right. So this is the days of Foursquare. and uh, yeah. yeah. He thinks it has potential, but there are lots of these apps out at the time. And it's about everybody was looking for ways to use the devices that we now have on our pockets. You know, it's like we now have these smartphones. What are different ways we can do it? And gave people the ability to share a location. And the app was being used, Bourbon was being used, but it wasn't huge, but there were beta users. He had 80 or 90 users. And he thought this thing could become a company. He went to a bar where there were investors and he showed this to Steve Anderson, who thought this is cool, let's meet. And as they were talking, as he was talking with Steve, an alert came in that said that someone signed up. And all of a sudden it started to happen. People were signing in. To a degree where Steve Anderson was like, was this set up? Like, did you? And it was like, no, 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 this is like, <laughs> you know, no, I didn't this create this, this thing. This is how this works. This is how this works. I didn't create this thing where I told people <laughs> I was meeting with you, please sign up. So Steve was in. He said, I will back you guys. But one of Steve's rules for supporting startups is you need a co-founder to do it with. He's like, mm. I won't fund without a co-founder. And he has a whole reason behind it. He said, but go find a co-founder and I'll invest 60K. This then created a bit of a snowball because once people thought heard Steve was in, another investor said, I'll put in 250000 Another investor said, I'll put in 250000 And so now they got $500,000. And he goes out and he finds a co-founder. This is when he approached Kevin. He found Kevin and they said, okay, let's do this thing. And they learned this lean startup method, which Eric Reese is a big proponent of. And one of the things that Eric teaches people to ask, and I loved this question, don't ask why someone doesn't use us, ask who do and why they do. So in Mm -hmm. other words, if somebody goes, oh, I don't like this idea, don't talk to them. Talk to the person who says, I love it, I'm using it. What do you love? Why do you love it? What do you love about it? Talk to the people who love you. Yes. And what they found was, as they asked, they learned that people liked a feature that was a bolt-on extra feature that they never thought about, which was the photo aspect. That's what they wanted. This whole sharing of I'm at this location, they weren't really interested in that. They liked sharing their pictures. Yeah, they had the, the little filters. People were using it not at all how they planned and loving features that they not at all thought people would love. And what they realized is people loved the photo aspect. And they went, you know what? Bourbon's not what it's at. Now, they still have a lot of money left. And so they came up with a new idea and they wanted to focus on photos. Mm-hmm. At this point, Kevin's kind of burned out and he goes on a vacation with his girlfriend, Nicole, to Mexico. And he gets talking to her about this whole idea of focusing on photos and sharing photos. And she immediately said to him, oh, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to post. My, it's, my pictures aren't great. I'm not like Greg, who is a buddy of theirs, who takes these amazing pictures. My pictures are terrible. And what Kevin noticed was, bing, bing to Dave, Greg uses filters on his pictures. I mean, you th- think about, was this before they named it Instagram? This was before, yeah. So basically, this is right at the launch of Instagram because it was bourbon and people were posting pictures on bourbon. 
Greg would filter his pictures and then yeah. post them on Bourbon. And what Kevin realized is what we actually need to do is create an app that has filters so that inside the app, you can filter the pictures and then post them because you need to make people feel like they got photos worth sharing. Uh, you know, and, and again, this is my aha moment, Instagram. You had filters that made it look like you were you took the picture with an old Instamatic camera. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's Insta isn't that it's quick. It's that it's an old Instamatic. I remember as a kid, you'd take the little roll of 110 film in, in your cheap-ass little Kodak camera. I used to like to get the ones back where you had, you know, the big picture, which was like two and a half inches by two and a half inches, and then there would be a little tinier one that you could cut off. Yeah. That's the flavor of images that you get when you apply those filters. You can make it look retro. You can make it yeah. look Polaroid. You can make it look warm. You can make it look cold. You can, you can do all those, all those little things. And what I wonder about all of this that's so interesting, and I people should really go back and listen to the Kodak episode, because right when Instagram was taking off is when Kodak went bankrupt. And Kodak mm. had a photo sharing app. And you even talked about it. Make the pictures feel like one of those old Kodak pictures. You know, if Kodak had figured this out, where the hell would Kodak be today? Kodak, like it was all there in front of Kodak and they missed it. Meanwhile, we got these two guys who are not from the photo industry. And in fact, didn't even start. They didn't start with the idea of photo sharing. They figured out the photo sharing because they had this other idea and this is the thing that people liked and they were using. So what yeah. ended up happening is when this light bulb goes off, rushes back to his room and immediately starts researching filters. And this idea came from an insight from users. So they rebuild it and eight weeks later, they launch Instagram. So they put mm. the Instagram app in the store. It's October 10th, 2010. And in the first 24 hours, 25,000 people download the app. Mm. And it quickly got overloaded because they had all their stuff sitting on, on one little server. <laughs> and they thought, oh, great, it's popular and we blew it. And, and in a lot of ways, guys talk about how this should never have succeeded. But it was also a time when mobile networks were not great. And fortunately, people blamed their mobile network rather than blaming Instagram. They immediately went, oh, the mobile network is down. Yeah. So they kept at it, they kept learning, they rebuilt the app, and at this point, they wanted to have, because they knew something great was going on, they wanted to have a launch strategy to really blow this thing out of the water. And they sent out 100 introductions, and a lot of them were journalists and designers, because what they knew is designers love to show their work off. Designers love photography. So they sent this to the top designers who were not photographers. So it showed back in 2010, you could take a great picture with your phone. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Two words, lead flow. If you want to grow your business, lead flow is, well, not everything, but it sure can feel that way. You feel the need, the need for leads. And then there's the gnawing questions that plague you whenever you try to boost lead flow. Are you targeting the right customer? Are you saying the right things? Are you advertising in the right places? Are you spending too much or too little? And the ever-present, how can I best use social media? What if you could get those questions answered definitively in 90 minutes? You'd no longer feel the need for leads because now you'd know how to get them. 
That's what Empire Builders is offering you right now for free and with a guarantee to boot. Go to empirebuildersprogram.com, book a 90-minute Zoom meeting with the Empire Building expert, and boom! Questions answered, problems solved. We'll give you the real answers, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yes, our famous no pitching and no bitching guarantee. First, we won't pitch you at all, seriously. If you want to work with us beyond our meeting, you'll have to explicitly ask about moving forward. And the bitching part? If you're not satisfied with the answers, say the word. And I'll pay you cold hard cash for your wasted time. No hard feelings. Now that's a guarantee. Look, empire builders take action. If lead flow is an issue for you, take action on it. Book your Zoom meeting at empirebuildersprogram.com. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. That was the thing. We were walking around the phone. We were not taking lots of pictures on the phone. You could take a great picture of the phone and post it. A year later, in 2011, they have 10 million users, and investors are banging on the door. And yeah. they're valued at that point at $20 million. And they raise another $8 million, every day thinking of scale. How can we grow this? And... If he knew what he knew now, it's all about people sticking around. You can tell it's successful when people are sticking around. That's the key. Key's not mm -hmm. attracting people. Key is holding on people. And this, look, and this started to become a really competitive space. There was people with lots of money, more money than them, bigger names than them. Kodak was in this space and did not make it. Yeah. And, and you think about it. Kodak was still in the business with a photo sharing platform and NFTs, and they failed. There's lots of, a lot of cool apps launched by hardworking people that failed. Here's what Kodak was blind to. They thought that, that the images that people got in 1975 from their Instamatic camera, well, that was the best we could do back then. Right. 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 And, and what Instagram found was, you know what? We're providing people with a little bit of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. We're giving you pictures that were the best they could be in 75, and they look kind of hip and cool today mm -hmm. because of the nostalgia factor. And it, Kodak would look at that as, as a, a, probably a badge of shame. Well, like, I'm, the, that was, I'm sorry those look so bad. Those were the best we could do back then. Yeah, Instagram looked at the opportunity different. What they looked at and they said, for the first time, we've got a camera with us all the time. Yeah. All the time. All and they the time. knew digital would be a big thing. And also, the quality of the cameras were starting to become decent. You could do point and shoot. and mm -hmm. But the other issue was there was nowhere to put pictures, and it was hard. And they provided that, an easy way to post photos, the right tool at the right time. And one of the other decisions they made that was different was create an open network. Like, it wasn't one of these things where you got to be invited and all. There was no friend requests. Choose yeah. an open model. And everyone else was closed before that. Now, when they knew it was going to be a big thing is the day Obama joined. That was number one. When Obama became a user, they knew it was a big deal. The other thing they noticed around the same time, the Wall Street Journal, which had been doing lots of articles about them, stopped saying Instagram, the photo sharing app, and just referred to Instagram. Just Instagram. Wow. Just Instagram. And it was at that time that Facebook came along, bought them for a billion dollars, 
on April 9th, 2012. And it's estimated that Instagram today is worth $50 billion. So Facebook did not overpay. Isn't that crazy? As you talk, I'm sitting here thumbing back. I'm looking at my Instagram and I'm trying to thumb back to my very earliest pictures. I'm trying to scroll and scroll and scroll. And yeah, they're just, they're retro looking. Yeah. Well, that's the filter you chose. Yeah. That was the one that you liked. Yeah. But there's a few lessons here. There's a few lessons here that we can all learn from Instagram and time with the customer. Remember this? Time with the customer. And I know we've talked about this before and for, but what was really incredible is had they not done that, they created this bourbon app. It was having some success. And when they talked to the customers, what they found is what the customers liked was not the thing that they thought. It was a bolt on it. And they could have easily continued the march on thinking, well, this is the thing people love because I created it for this and people are using it. And it's like, oh no, dude, that's okay. But that's not what we love. We love this thing over here. And it was that discovery that yeah. made them go, oh, well, maybe we should make something that does that better. And this is, I think, what Kodak got wrong. Because again, mm. we talk about at this time, when Facebook is buying Instagram for a billion, Kodak is going bankrupt. And they worked really hard to get to know that small group of early adapters. I think far too often people want in their first year plan, I see this all the time from startups, is they want it to be really big in the first year. And it's like, it's not going to be really big in the first year. And not only that, being small in the first year is fine because that gives you an opportunity to really dig in and get to know the people using your service. Really dig into them, really talk to them, get to know, because that's where you're going to learn what they love, what they don't love, and how to make this better. And look, we heard these sets of lessons already. We heard this in Airbnb. This is exactly what Airbnb did. Same thing. Get to know the customer. Look at the features they like. Figure out where the problems are. But it all comes from spending time with the customer. Yeah, yeah. Great story. It's it's something that's just become something that you have, something that you do. Yeah. Right? Today, I forget how many pictures are taken on phones, but what we know is even just like... That's crazy. It, well, it is incredible. And I know I keep going back to Kodak, but it's really the dream that Kodak had when it found it. And I, and I still, in my head, cannot figure out how Kodak didn't seize this opportunity. Instead, you had a, you know, you had a couple of outsiders, Mike and Kevin, come along and make this happen. And look, the other part that I will give tons of credit to Mike and Kevin is it wasn't like they did not have competitors. They had tons of competitors, but I think what they recognized that others didn't was the spirit of taking these pictures and sharing. And it was all about how can I easily help you make your pictures look like something you're proud to post and how do I make it easy to post and how do I make it easy to share? It was all of those friction points that they really dug in hard on to make Instagram the success it is today. Now we yeah. don't think anything about taking a picture and, and sharing it. It's a regular occurrence. Great story, Stephen. Now I've got to go back through my Instagrams and, and look at all those pictures from years ago. I think all our listeners should do the same. Follow me. I'm Wizdy, W-I-Z-D-Y. I got on there in 2010, 2011. So, you know, awesome. again, early adopters, I need to post more. Are you, are you on Instagram, Stephen? You know, I've been kicking and fighting and screaming, and I've just only recently started to, to do stuff on Instagram. So I see. I've been, I mean, you take I've been a, a late adopter. 
You take know, amazing I, pictures of, of sunsets and, and things in, in, on your hikes. So I know, and I, and I post them all on Facebook, but I'm going to change. I'll find them. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Get all on right. there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, David. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at the Empire Builders Podcast dot com.